You know, I, I think I think everyone has it in them. I think the the difference is the belief. Mm. You know, I, I believe everyone can can do. You know, the only difference between someone who's really successful and someone's not successful is the person who's really successful believed it enough, mm. long enough to where they could actually see their success. Mm. You know, so so when I'm recruiting people and, and in the beginning, you know, my goal and my job is to try to show them that they can do it. Thomas Roach, Director of Marketing with Senior Life Insurance Company. We're still at an Airbnb here in sunny South Florida, and no matter where we're at, we're always fired up. We have a very special guest on this edition of the podcast. He came actually, I just found out, an hour and 45 minutes just to be here. Uh, my good friend David. David, what's going on, man? Not too much, not too much. I mean, I think you guys came, what, eight hours to get here? Uh, it was like seven, maybe, give or take. Yeah, <laughs> so you still got me beat, so, so you're still wanting to do more than me, so, well, so that's good. I, I wouldn't go that far, because right now <laughs> you are absolutely killing it. Uh, your agency recently, uh, about, what, a month or two ago, hit 100,000, 100K. That's, so congratulations on that. That's very, very amazing and impressive. Uh, and you seem to be running with a lot of steam right now. What What is some of the things right now that have you so motivated? Um, you know, I'm just I'm just really pumped. You know, um, I was basically a one man show. Mm -hmm. You know, come come January, December, um, and uh, you know, I got an agent, Jen, and, and I was able to show her how to make some money. Mm -hmm. And you know, just seeing um, her life change and and the money she was making and how happy she was and her husband reaching out to me and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I realized I could do that for a lot of other people. Mm. And then I, that I had that story. I was able to share that story and that fire. Um, so every month since January, I've done better than the previous month. Um, so, yeah, we issued 100,000, over 100,000 um, in June. And, yeah. and I already beat that number this month. And I still got two more days. And you still got two more days. That's amazing, yes. man. Congratulations on that because your Thank success you. has been very inspiring. We've been watching it, you know, from the home office on the outside looking in. And you've just been doing a really good job. Um, how did you get into final expense? When did you when did your career with that start? So I got my license in May. So not last May, but a little bit over a year ago. Okay. Um, I was working in construction. I was a contractor. I did a lot of disaster work. Um, I was in Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands after Hurricane Maria. Oh, wow. Um, you know, I even actually helped out a little bit um, Hurricane Michael for about two, three weeks. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I wanted something that... You know, hurricane work pays very well. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I made a good living, but there was so many moving parts. There was so much going on with it. And I always heard the insurance industry was a good industry to be in. So mm -hmm. I wanted to find something that um, that I could do. Right. But, you know, the, the thing about a hurricane and the reason why I like to work when there's a hurricane is because there's so much work. Okay. You know, there's as long as you, you're willing to work, you can make a living. Right. You can make a very good living. So I needed to transfer that to an insurance company. You know, I could have the best products in the world, the best everything, but if I didn't have the need, mm. you know, when there's a hurricane, there's a huge need. Right. So what I found with Senior Life is the need was in the form of the lead program. Mm. So uh, I talked with Doug, you know, um, old time friend. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, one of my friends reached out to me a little bit while ago, said Doug was doing really well, right. you know, a mutual friend. And um, since then, I was watching Doug a little bit on Facebook and right. trying to get an idea of what he was doing. And I was, you know, still doing my thing. And and happy with it but but again I, you know i'm always looking for the next big thing mm. um so what i did is you know i reached out to doug and, and and my biggest question was the leads 
Mm. You know, it, you have enough leads. How many leads do you have? Right. And, and Doug assured me that there'll never be a shortage of leads. So I know if there's people that want our product, then it just comes down to hard work. Right. You know, I, I didn't know anything about insurance, but I know I, I could learn whatever. So, so that's, that's how I ended up seeing your life. <laughs> <laughs> Real simple. <laughs> wow. So tell me, uh, so you've known Doug a long time. So you are originally from New Jersey as he is, correct? Yes. So what's the, so you, so y'all grew up together, basically? We grew up together. We wrestled together. Um, we went, went to the same high school, went okay. to the same middle school. Um, but you know, lived in the same town. Now, but like wrestled together, like you actually were like a big dog when it came to wrestling in Jersey, right? <laughs> like you, like you went pretty far with that, didn't you? When you were in high school? Um, yeah, I, I did well. I was uh, first person to go to states in my high school in 17 years. So, oh wow! So that was uh, a big accomplishment for myself. How'd you get into wrestling to begin with? Uh, I just, I just enjoyed it. You know, I yeah. actually watched WWF wrestling when I was a child, <laughs> kid, right. and uh, you know, it was, it was a big thing and. You know, I still thought it was real at the time. Right. And then um, when I went to middle school and they said they had wrestling, I was like, well, I want to do wrestling. And, and it was, <laughs> right. uh, you know, it was a lot different, a lot, obviously. No, no folding chairs. Yes, or... <laughs> no folding chairs. <laughs> right. um, but, you know, I'm a very competitive person and, right. and I like to work hard. And wrestling, you know, that that, that filled that need because, mm. you know, you really got to work hard. You know, it's five days a week practice, two hour practices. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes you do running on your own or go to, you know, a wrestling camp afterwards or something like that. But, uh, yeah, so, so it was a lot of hard work and I, yeah. I enjoy hard work. How was Doug as a wrestler? Doug, Doug was good. <laughs> he was? Yeah, Doug was a good wrestler. Are yeah. you saying that because like he might watch this or like, was he really good? <laughs> he might watch this. <laughs> nah, nah, Doug, nah, Doug, Doug was a good wrestler. He, um, I, I don't know what stats he has exactly, but no, right. you know, when, you know, when you're wrestling and, you know, it's, it's one person at a time, you mm -hmm. know, one or three pounder goes out, the one twelve pounder goes out. And when the person goes out, you know, you're like, all right, this guy's got this match. Right. You know what I mean? Or, or you're like, oh, all right, hopefully this guy don't get pinned. Right, right. You know, because not, not everyone on your team is going to be as strong. So when Doug went out there, you know, it's, Doug's, Doug's got, got this. He, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Doug's got this. Okay. That would be my thoughts. Yeah. I, so. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we'll say. <laughs> so uh, you also did some time in the military. You were telling me you did four years. What branch were you in? I was in the Army. Okay. Uh, I joined in uh, 2000. Okay. I, I got out in 2004. Oh wow! So what was what was that like? Your time in the military? Um, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I um, you know, I want to do something different. I joined. That was before anything was going on. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my friends asked me, you know, what happens if if you have to go to war? I was like, who are we gonna go to war with? <laughs> right. And that's two thousand when you yeah. said that, and then two thousand and one happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, so I did deploy to Iraq in, in two thousand three. Oh wow. Um, but uh, you know, it, it was a really good experience. You know, it was it was learned learned a lot, met a lot of great people. Mm. Um, you know, got got to see a little bit of the world and stuff like that. So I, I definitely you. enjoyed it. And then I actually got a job because of it in uh, Djibouti, Africa afterwards. Uh, uh, so I went uh, uh, after okay. I got out of the army, I went right. to Africa for a year and worked out there. And what were you doing there? I uh, worked as a contractor. We supported the military. Um, okay. I did subcontract administration. Uh, I was also a field buyer for a little bit. So it was, um, it was fun. It was wow. fun. Got to live in Africa and you know, do the African thing. Right. <laughs> so you've, you've done a lot of different things, but it seems like a trend that I'm noticing, whether it's wrestling, whether it's military, whether it's contracting in Africa, whether it's hurricane relief, like you've always had a tremendous amount of discipline. Where does that come from? Where does all that discipline come from? Um, wow, that's a good question. Um, you told me you weren't going to ask me any hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess, you know, I just, um, you know, I didn't grow up with a lot. Okay. So, so I knew that, um, you know, what I did have, I had to hold on to, I had to take care of, and mm -hmm. I had to 
work hard. Like nothing was given to me ever. I got you. You know, so so I, I guess you know that, that was kind of instilled in me. Mm. Um, you know, I always wanted a lot, so I had to I had to figure out how to get it, and mm. and, it, and it was it was going to take nothing but hard work to get it. I got you. Is that something that? Uh, whenever you're recruiting, because you're doing very well recruiting, you recruit a lot of all stars lately, like people who've just been putting up pretty tremendous numbers, uh, and they have to be disciplined to do that as well. Is that something that you teach them early on? Is it just so happened that was already instilled in them? Like how did how did that work out? You know, I, I think I think everyone has it in them. I think the the difference is the belief. Mm. You know, I, I believe everyone can can do. You know, the only difference between someone who's really successful and someone's not successful is the person who's really successful believed it enough, mm. long enough to where they could actually see their success. Mm. You know, so, so when I'm recruiting people and, and in the beginning, you know, my goal and my job is to try to show them that they can do it. Right. You know, there's, there's, no, there's nothing different between, you know, one person and another person besides the belief, in, in my opinion. Oh, wow. So um, with, with being that you do recruit, what I would consider all-stars, I mean, just by the pure numbers that they do and everything, when you're looking for somebody, like, what's the, do you have an idea of, like, some people out there, they feel there's, like, a perfect type of person to recruit. What are your thoughts on that? What is the perfect type of person to recruit? Someone that's coachable. Mm. Um, you know, I have a lot of success, you know. Um, I had the number one agent in the country for the last three months. Yes. You know, June, I had number one and number two agent in the country. Yes. And, and the two things that, they both have in common is they're extremely coachable. Mm. You know, in, in the beginning, I said, listen, don't use your brain, use my brain. Okay. It's completely new to you. Right. Let me do all the thinking for you. And um, they, they do a real good job of, of just of just plugging into that. Mm. You know, a, a lot of people that, that aren't having success, and, and I could see this real early on, is they just have a lot of questions about the details and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they can't get out of their own way. Mm. So, so, yeah, so I think... Um, you know, I'm looking for someone with a positive attitude, a good work ethic, and that's coachable. You know, if you could do those three things, right. I can show you how to make a lot of money. Whenever you started out, did you feel like you were coachable? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I knew Doug was very successful. Right. I knew Doug, and I knew if he could do it, I could do it. Mm. But the only way is by listening to everything he says. Mm. You know, and, and did I always like it? No. Did it always make sense? No. But he knows a lot more about this than, than I do. So so I just really plugged into his energy and, and what he was doing. Right. And, you know, tried doing what he does and, and then actually tried doing more than what he does. Like, you well, know, right. my goal is to do 10 times what, what Doug's doing to right. try to get where Doug's at. How important do you think it is to lead by example? 100%. It's yeah. extremely important. Um, no one's going to listen to me if they didn't, don't believe that, that I went through that. Mm. You know, if I'm like, okay, do this, this, and this, but I don't have the actual experience to back it up. Right. People, people aren't dumb. Right. You know. <laughs> right. You know. Sometimes, you know, we people think that they're getting stuff over on people, but, right. but people see it. You know, you might get something over on someone for a minute, for a week, for, for a month, but eventually, right. They realize, like, hey, listen, this guy don't know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, this guy never knocked on a door before. You right. know, and um, so so it's real important for me when I talk to agents that I can share my experience with them mm -hmm. and and get them to where they need to be. Mm -hmm. Motivation always being a big topic, a big thing that we always talk on the podcast. Uh, with the success that you're seeing now, with having a downline that's doing so well, with uh, doing so well yourself, what are some of the things right now that are keeping you motivated? Because you and I have talked off camera plenty of times, and I know that you have a lot of big goals, a lot of big aspirations, even further from where you're at now. What's keeping you motivated? What's keeping you going right now? You know, just 
just the, my vision, you know, I, I know that, that with this business, I could do, I could do whatever I want. You know, mm-hmm. I have a lot more than, than I thought I could have had before. Um, and, you know, being able to help other people get what they have, you know, um, you know, one thing I like is, you know, I hired, you know, um, a single mom mm-hmm. recently, you know, right. and if she made $2,000 in a month, that would have been a lot of money for her. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, last month she made over $10,000. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like right. she's a single mom of two children. So like I grew up, you know, with a single mom right. and I know what that struggle's like. I got you. You know, my mom was a waitress, you know, we didn't have a lot, like I said. And, um, now I know that her children are going to have a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and again, this is something that, you know, she didn't see it coming, you mm-hmm. know, she didn't, even when she first started, she didn't have the belief. She thought she was going to have to work a part-time job. She, she didn't know what was going to happen, right. you know, and, and she just kind of trusted me and, and went through the process. And, you know, I think uh, she never made less than $10,000 a month since she started, mm-hmm. you know, her first month, she made less than 10,000 because it, right. it wasn't a full month. Okay. <laughs> right. Once she had a full month, that, that's it, you know, so, so her life's completely different. Was that hard for her though? Was that scary? I mean, because, you know, there is a little bit of money that you have to put up front to get started. You do have to pay for leads and things like that. Was that hard for her to 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 grasp a hold of or to see the big vision early on being a single mother that's making less than two thousand dollars like how do you even explain that part to her yeah so so it definitely was right and the reason i said is because it took her nine months to finish the course Mm. and and her her worst month was eight thousand dollars right and that that was when she was a part of a month and i had her pull out her calculator right i had her multiply nine months right by eight thousand dollars to show her how much money that she missed out on Oh wow! Because she right. didn't believe in herself. Right. That's the only reason. If if I say, hey, uh, Thomas, you know, get your insurance license. You got to do this two week course, mm-hmm. and once you finish this two week course, I'll hire you and pay you ten thousand dollars a month. Mm. You know how much faster it'll take people to finish right. the course? <laughs> right. No, finish the course right there, yeah. right? Because I'm telling you, you're going to make ten thousand dollars a month. Yeah. You know? Even though I'm I'm cheating you. Right. Right. The reality cheating is, you, you can make way more than I'm that. I'm cheating yeah. you, but. Now you believe it. Mm. But now if I'm like, hey, listen, this person makes this much and it's and mm. it's commission based, you know, so just finish this course and, and you can make this much. Now it comes the belief issue. Mm. You know, now it's like, well, it, she could do it, but I, I could never do that. You know, and, and, and same thing with her. You know, she took her nine months to finish the course. Um, she was going to school. She was just finishing her a semester uh, when she started with me. So, so like I said, the first month was kind of a part time month. Right. And then. um you know, she, like I said, she thought she was going to have to get a part-time job. Right. She's like, well, I'll take a semester off, then I'll go back to school. And in my head, I'm like, you're not going to have to go to school. Mm. Like, you know, this is going to be more than you ever dreamed, you know. Right. But, but I can't tell people that. I got to help show them that, you right. know, and, and because I was able to help show her, you know. That's what I want to do. I want to just keep doing that mm. over and over and over again because anyone can do it. What, what made you stick with her? I mean, nine months, not only... Is she, you know, taking that long to finish the course, taking that long to come to that realization about herself, but you also are sticking with her and continuously talking with her and trying to help her see that. What made you really stick with her for those nine months? Patience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patience. I'm not going anywhere. So, right. you know, I got all the time in the world. You know, if you want to take time, it's, you know, that's going to be on, on you really. You know, like I said, I, I was able to show her that. You know, with the calculator, how much money? That's seventy-two thousand dollars, right? For anyone that's not real fast with math, <laughs> right? You know, and, and seventy-two thousand dollars, you could do a lot of things with seventy-two thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah you definitely and, can. Um, but I wanted to show her that, so so when she's talking to people, she could share that story with people. Mm. 
you know, because she now she has some people that that she's working on um, getting helping to get licensed. Wow, you know, and and I want her to share their stories with these people, you know. Mm. So so obviously one of your short term goals is to just continue to help people to help them uh, get that financial freedom that you can from this industry. But for your group, for the price group, what are some of your long term goals? I want to be the number one agency in senior life. Okay. That's it. The number one direct agency in senior life. Okay. Um, you know, I, I want to have, you know, when you pull out the scoop, I, I want to, you know, the Price Group and mm-hmm. then the Cormier Group, the the Bernard Group, and, right. and just the whole <laughs> list down of price groups of, of being right. the top managers, you know, in, in the scoop. Um, you know, I, I love senior life. I mean, yeah. I love the family atmosphere. You know, I love Absolutely. that we do podcasts. Absolutely. We do all this stuff that no one else is doing. Um, you guys drove eight hours to come down here and, yeah. and take some pictures and videos and do podcasts with us. And, and I just I just want to have this, you know, this this big, huge energy thing that just, mm. you know, people just see it and they're just like, wow, man, that's just amazing what they're doing. Like, sign me up. I don't care what it takes. I want to mm. do that. You know, I, I want to be part of that and, and create that. And, um, you know, you, you can't you can't fake it. No, you, you can't really can't. This, man. Where does where does like that? Because you, I feel like in a lot of respects, you're a visionary. And how do you have such a large vision? Where does that come from? Because like we were talking off camera, like with your social media, like you do very well with that. Like your logo was really awesome. Like, shouts out to the really cool <laughs> wristbands if you can see them. We sell love and what's that? We sell love and money, and it has the it has the logo right there with your website on the inside. Like, what makes you think about those kinds of things? Like, where does that come from? You know, I um. You know, I'm always feeding my mind. You know, every morning when I wake up, I start playing YouTube videos of, mm-hmm. you know, I was listening to Les Brown this morning, you know, Grant Cardone, mm-hmm. Gary Vee, you know, just, just different people. Um, so I'm always like listening to these people and I'm, I'm listening to these stories. You know, I listened to uh, Kevin Hart, yeah. a podcast with him um, yesterday and, and he used to sell shoes in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and just hearing all these stories of these people that, that came with, with nothing, you know, and there's so many of them. Yeah. There's story after story after story, but the more stories I hear and seeing where they're at now, then it's like, again, it gives me that belief. Mm. Well, if Kevin Hart could go from selling shoes to, to making 54 movies, well, why the heck can't I do that? Right. You know, and, um, you know, so, so the more I feed my mind and, and my, the more my vision increases over time, you know, because yeah. you feed your mind, you increase your activity, you increase your activity, you get bigger results, you get right. bigger results. Now, all of a sudden, your belief, um, you know, grows a whole nother level. Right. So now your vision gets bigger. Um, then you feed your mind, and it's just a cycle. And as long as right. I stay in that cycle and I keep plugged in and keep doing it, you know, because it's easy. I can be like, hey, you know, I'm making pretty good money now. Mm. You know, let me just, you know, relax. I can watch Netflix now all day and stuff like that. You know, right. then it'll like unplug me from the source. Mm. And, and, and then, you know, I'm assuming I'll take a downward spiral, you know. So, so I just keep on, you know, I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly trying to do things to, to be better. You know, one, it helps me be better. But two, I could push that and pour into other people and, and help them, you know, increase their standards, increase their vision, right? Because mm. the, the bigger I could have the vision of my team, the bigger my team's going to grow. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's really incredible. That's really amazing. Um, one thing that you do, just to shift gears just a little bit, that also talks about being disciplined and everything, uh, and you mentioned a few minutes ago uh, off camera, uh, you do CrossFit. So what's that about? Like, how'd you get into CrossFit? Like, and, and I only say that because we were hanging out with Doug at his CrossFit this morning. And that's, <laughs> that is really intense. And I just felt horrible about myself after watching everybody work out. How did you get into something so intense like CrossFit? You know, um, 
you know, I, I, I bet you the same reason Doug does it. You know, if, if you wrestle for a while, like, you love that intensity. Mm. And when you're not wrestling, you, you lose it. And, right. and, and CrossFit, I was able to find that again, you know. Right. You know, I've been to the gym for years, you know, where you just go to the gym, you got your music on, and, and you do some bends, and you right, do right. some back, and you do some buys, <laughs> and, like, it's slow pace, and you mess around on your phone. And, right. And to me, that, that wasn't really enjoyable. Okay. You know? Um, so one day, actually, um, Michelle, my fiance, mm-hmm. she uh, she invited me. It was like, bring your buddy to CrossFit day. Okay. And she didn't think I would do it. She didn't think I'd be interested right. in it, you know? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. Why not? And, and I loved it. You know, I loved the... You know, everything, you know, because CrossFit is it's not just lifting weights. Like, you're competing with the clock, you know. Yeah, yeah, we saw that today. That yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, me- they're measuring it. So you could do the same workout, you know, a year later, and you could see, you know, where you progressed and stuff like that. So wow. so now you got that competitive nature back into it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, just, I just love competing, you know. I just, right. I just love pushing. I love competing. I, I love going until I can't breathe. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, just, that's just how I've always been. Uh, Michelle, your fiance, who introduces you to CrossFit, does she outperform you at CrossFit? So it's <laughs> so it's funny. She does now. She does now. Okay. But um, you know, when when I started working with Senior Life, you know, I really had some big goals, you know, and and, right. and I really put CrossFit to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was I was working a lot of hours. I, I wanted to. I wanted to hit a hundred thousand by January two thousand twenty. Right. So I was like, I'm, I'm. This is it. I'm putting all my focus in in my business. Right. And, and that's it. Um, and, and it worked because I hit it by June. So, six so months I did early. It six yeah. months yeah. early. So, so that was good. So now I'm like, all right, I got to hit 200 by January, you mm, know? Okay. And, um, but, but now, you know, now I started going back and, and get more consistent with CrossFit. So, so yeah, she's actually enjoying it a lot because <laughs> she never was able to beat me before. Right. Um, but now she, she crushes me, you know? Okay. She, she, she got in really good shape. So, so yeah, awesome. I'm happy for her. Yeah. Also, I can't hang with her. Right. She's being your fiance. Congratulations on getting engaged. Thank you. Um, being such a high intensity person, uh, you have to have time at least to fall asleep at night, something to be able to wind down. So how do you, how do you manage to do that? Like how, from CrossFit to to killing it in insurance to just going hard every day, what do you do to kind of wind down at the end of the day or at the end of the night? Um, or do you? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. You know, no, normally, um, yeah, no, normally I'm working right until it's time to go to sleep. Mm. You know, I, um, you know, on the weekends and stuff like that, you know, I might watch a movie, you right. know, we'll lay in bed or we'll watch a movie together. But but during the week, um, I'm basically working till, till it's time to go to bed. Mm. So it's just, yeah, just what I do. And how does she, how does she handle uh, such a, such a long schedule for you? Yeah. So, so I'm really blessed to have her. She, um, she's extremely supportive. You know, we actually, I sat down with her in, in the beginning of the year. I was like, I was like listen, um, I got some big goals. I'm going to be working a lot. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not gonna be real available, <laughs> right? You right. know, and um, but but at the end of the year, it's it's all gonna be worth it, and you're gonna see. And mm. she's like, okay, you know, she 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 always supports me. Mm. Um, you know, we, we dated. I lived in Chicago. I moved to Chicago for a little bit. Mm. Um, I went to Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands for right. seven months. You know, and and she's always been extremely supportive and stuff like that. Wow. And, and she's real goal orientated, and, and I think she sees the bigger picture and, and sees where, where it's gonna get us. So. Um, I'm, I'm really blessed because because yeah. I know that's not the case a lot of times with, with, with a lot of people. <laughs> right. So, um, with with selling insurance, with recruiting, it's it's uh, you know it it it, it can be uh, mentally intensive. But 
Uh, it's not the same as wrestling. It's not the same as CrossFit. It's not the same as being in the trenches with a gun in the military. It's not the same <laughs> as, uh, you know, doing construction during hurricane relief. Uh, so was that kind of just a hard transition for you in any kind of way to go from so many high intensity kind of things to selling insurance to recruiting people? Or do you just kind of keep it all one in the same mentally? Or how does that work for you? Um, it, I mean, it's not too much different. You know, I, I definitely like, you know, the, the physical activity and stuff. And, and like you said, it takes the physical activity out. Um, but I, I like the, the, the mental part of it, you know, because mm. the physical activity is the mental that, that drives it. Mm. You know, it, it all starts being mental. Like, yeah. you, like CrossFit, CrossFit is extremely me mental. Like, you could, you see the workout, you know what it is. You could do the workout and take twice as long right. as you really can do it. But mentally, you get prepared and, and, and you do it to, to what your capacity is. Mm. You know, so, so it all comes down to, to, to mental. So. so with that, like, and, you know, you, you mentioned, like, uh, your mother being a single mother. You mentioned, you know, how it was tough growing up and everything. Uh, you've always been competitive, but did you always have belief in yourself? Yeah, yeah. I, it was I, always there just from the very yeah, beginning? Yeah, I, I always, um, you know, I, I think mentally I was always able to just push. You know, I, I don't think I was always better than people. Mm. You know, I was just able to push harder. Okay. You know, mentally, you know, maybe some stuff that I dealt with, you know, as a child, maybe mentally stronger. Right. So I was mentally able to push harder. So when you push harder and then you see yourself, you know, beating people in certain things and stuff like that, you know, that then again, like you, you see it, the belief comes mm -hmm. and, and then you can push yourself harder. So, so I, I guess... You know that that's really what what makes a difference. So not everybody uh, has a lot of things that they have to deal with or anything whenever they're coming up, uh, and a lot of people just kind of coast through and don't really have a lot of belief, whether it's because they never really had to face those kinds of things or just never was instilled to begin with. So you, as a leader, talking to a recruit, how do you kind of instill those kind of beliefs in somebody who never really had it before, never really had to have it? You know, you know, when, when I'm talking to a recruit, you know, the the main thing is I'm trying to see. What their vision is, mm. you know. One of the questions I ask them a lot of times is like, "Where do you want to be in ten years? Mm. You know, what do you want to be doing?" And they're like, "Well, what do you mean? What do I want to be? What job?" I'm like, no, just where do you want to be? Like, right. what does that make you think of? You know, when I think of where I want to be in ten years, I'm thinking of the house I want to be sitting in. Right. You know, and and you know, what is it that where do, is it that you want to be? And I try to see what their vision is, and and then from there, I I I ask them, why is that? all that you want, you know, mm -hmm. what, what, and I help them make that vision bigger. Right. And I let them know, you know, because because one of the, the things that, you know, I also talk about with recruits a lot is, you know, when, when you're younger and, and, and I say, hey, hey, Thomas, um, wh what do you want to do when you grow up? Mm -hmm. You know, you probably would answer with some kind of career or some kind of job. Right. Right. But, right. but really, when we're asked that, we should be able to paint a lifestyle, mm. like where we want to live. What, what do we want? Right. And then once right. we have that lifestyle, then we figure out the career or mm. job that's right. going to get us to that lifestyle. Right. You know, but but I think, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I want to live in a mansion. Okay, great, but I'm, I'm going to be a police <laughs> officer. Right. You know, well, the police officer doesn't get to live in a mansion. Right. You know? Right. So so I think we get that backwards. So that's something I, you know, I, I talk to the recruits about, you know, like, and I, I try to open up their minds. I say, listen, what you want, you could have a lot more. Mm. You just, you just got to do something a lot different. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, whenever we do the podcast, you know, I want to make sure that we cover cover all of our bases. So is there anything that we haven't touched on? Anything that you want to say before we get out of here today? Um, you know, I just, um, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. You know, I, I've worked with a lot of different companies, different partners, um, done a lot of different things. And, and I never felt the love that, that I feel with senior life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
Doug, Mark, you know, they, they poured a lot of energy into me yes. and, and, and helped me a lot to, to become where I am today. You know, right. like I said, I've only been licensed a short period of time, right. brand new business to me. So for me to have this success, you know, it, it's it's definitely from Senior Life, Doug, Mark, you know, what they gave me. Mm -hmm. And then my team, man, my, my team's, you know, they're, they're just amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, they just, they trusted me so much. Right. And it's like, it's just it's just such a good energy that we have you know we right. got a little group on telegram and stuff and right <laughs> and it, it just i just love the energy that we have and how supportive everyone is of each other and, and how hard they work every day and mm. and how they share the vision with me and and, and they want to be you know they want to be the number one agency in, in the company too you know absolutely <laughs> and um you know so so i'm just i'm just really blessed right now and then and then of course michelle you know michelle mm. my fiance she um she just she does such a good job supporting me. Absolutely. You know, I'm 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 a little crazy. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm you know I'm very driven. I I work a lot. You right. know, and, and uh, for her to always just be there 100 percent and mm. and support me and 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 again see, see that vision with me and and be supportive. You mm. know, I definitely appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys asking me to do the podcast. Definitely, man. We we do appreciate you coming out today. Uh, you're just doing a very amazing job and to, to see you with the company for such a short period already doing such big things and just watching how motivated you are that's just all that's always fun for us especially because you do such a good job marketing yourself and we are the marketing department so to see somebody <laughs> who has like you know the same kind of mindset on those kinds of things is always really cool and really fun but uh, you're just you're very inspiring man you've just been doing an amazing job we appreciate you so much you know, we appreciate you driving this hour and 45 minutes because I didn't realize it was that long. But just everything you do, I just want you to know you are appreciated, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. it, man. Appreciate so, you guys. Definitely. So that wraps up the uh, latest episode of All Fired Up. And uh, like we always say, it's uh, seeing your life all your life. <laughs>